When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Good morning to everyone this morning on the 18th of March. Uh, a little bit overcast this morning, but it's going to be fine. Top mm. of 27 today. We're coming to you live from Harbour Town. We're down the southern end today. So if you're popping into the shops early this morning, come down, say good day. Uh, and we're here thanks to Audi Solitaire. The Audi Q5 is regarded for its popularity as a midsize luxury SUV. Visit audisolitaire.com.au. Tommy, it's time for this. Tell me, Bryce, tell me, sweet little Bryce. Pretty sick of talking about it, to be honest. Tell me, Bryce. Oh, yes, I look forward to this uh, each and every week or when we can get to it. Now, Bryce, what interested me during the week is Jared Waitley and Brenton Sanderson. They do this chat on strategy and it is unmissable radio. Brenton Sanderson is so good at giving you an insight on how he motivates people and the strategies behind it. It's a, it's a really in-depth... Um, it's the sort of segment that doesn't insult the intelligence of the listeners, I would say. It's just really smart and uh, fascinating stuff. Now, round one is different, because, different to every other round because if you win, it feels bigger than any old win like in round 11. If you lose, it's not like losing in the middle of the year. It's the pressure and the, the media kind of interpret what they will and make up what they will. Um, here's what Sando said about coaches going into round one. So there'll be a lot of sleepless nights this week for, um, for our senior coaches. It's just the pressure of winning. There's, there's the expectations, of course, throughout the summer and, um, you know, the supporters, the sponsors. But with that comes a bit of stress and panic, I think, sometimes too, for coaches. So there's a lot of mental exhaustion. There we go. <laughs> just stopped slightly short there. Bryce, do you feel that uh, exhaustion or pressure going into round one any, any differently? Are you t- the type of guy who might have an anxious sleep? You know, you set out for eight or nine hours and you know, might only sleep for three hours. Yeah, it, it's a great question. And I can certainly understand where Sando is coming from there from mm. a coaching point of view. But from, from a player's point of view, oh, there's no doubt. Mm. Yeah, the, the nerves start to, to kick in a lot closer to the game or as the days go on mm. leading into the game, you, you start thinking about it a little bit more. And, and sometimes the trap that players can come into is, is playing the game in their heads yes. before it already happens. Totally. So that can that, that can obviously be one of two things. Very fatiguing. You're obviously overthinking things and, and might be losing some sleep. Yeah. You know, obviously hoping to play a good game or hoping the team the team does really well and gets off to a good start to the year and uh, you, you can sometimes overthink things and, and what probably makes it different for, from a round one point of view it, mm. it's been such a long build up so you think of the teams that haven't played in the finals you know they've been, they've been finished since 
what, August, end mm. of August. Uh, obviously, they've played some pre-season games, but we, we know these days those games are a little bit airy-fairy. They, they sort of don't yeah. have the same sort of meaning as, as they once did. But uh, obviously, it's, so it's been just such a long build-up mm. from, from playing competitive footy. Everyone starts on the same slate again. Um, and, and you want to start the year off well. I mean, you, you've been working over pre-season on your fitness, so you've been putting in huge amount of hours in terms of your training, your prep physically. Obviously, we know the mental side of the game's gone to another level with, with mindfulness and, and mm. you know, getting your, your head right uh, in, in, a, in a really good headspace away from the club and away from the game to, to help you perform as well. And, uh, you know, you're obviously working on a new game style or adding things to, to your game plan. And uh, a, lot, a lot goes into it mm. in the summer. So by the time round one kicks off you, you want to sometimes you do question am I ready to go have yeah. I done th- enough work have I done too much work w- where's it going to sit obviously teams are going to improve around you as well so th- there is a little bit of anxiety that, that, go- that comes with that uh, and some players I mean I, I certainly got better as the years mm. went on and the more experience you have you, you learn to, to deal with those pressures and, and anxious moments uh, a lot better than, than at the start of your career but um, yeah I mean it's just the build up yeah. the build up is, is different and then if you, you come away having a poor performance it can deflate <laughs> you as well yeah. from, a, from a team performance or, or an individual, individual uh, perspective as well. And then people like us will just analyse the crap out of you and try and, uh, you know, interpret what, what it all means and what it all says. But I can definitely empathise with that now in my very short time playing school footy and club footy, Bryce. I used to uh, fantasise and play out all the different plays that could happen. And some mornings I would arrive and I'd been thinking about it all night, all morning and just become absolutely exhausted. And I remember Josh Jenkins speaking about that with the Crows 2017 grand final. By the time he got out there, he was just rooted. But Brendan Sanderson then went on to speak about uh, how, how that pressure plays out when there's winners and losers, but how he tries to keep it level analysing the performance versus the outcome, Jace, A performance that doesn't marry up with all of the work and the planning that would actually be what would be really troubling. Spot on, Jared. And I've, I've had those conversations with players after a win that I've said to the playing group, I'm disappointed in how we played today. We were lucky to get a win. And I've had other games where we've, we've lost and I've come in and said to the players, oh, I'm so proud of our efforts and our intensity today. We didn't, get the, we didn't get the win, but if we keep playing that way for the rest of the season, we're going to win more games than we lose. Did you ever have a coach who uh, maybe overreacted a little bit after round one and tried to overcorrect a- anything? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a few coaches over the journey, Tommy, <laughs> so I've seen a, a good range of, mm. of coaching styles and, and how coaches go about it. And certainly some are, have been better at it than others. Some coaches can get very emotional and yeah. get caught up in the moment and, and react a little bit differently to how they normally would after knowing... Yep. a bit more information or watching the game on replay again and, and sort of seeing it uh, a little bit differently. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, the good coaches can put 
it into perspective really quickly like that. Have a bit more equilibrium. It's mm. not always as good as what it seems and it's never as bad as what it seems. Yeah, was Keeping Don that Pike, level, level playing field. Don Pike like that. He seemed very kind of pragmatic. Uh, yeah, I mean... Everyone's emotional too, especially on game day, whether you're a coach, a player, a supporter. Mm. So sometimes it's best just to not say anything at all (laughs) just yet, really. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything But do you know what I mean? Like you could overreact to something that it's actually hasn't quite played out that way or you might Mm. under... React. React (laughs) and where, you know, so there's there's certainly, it is an art Tommy and and the, the good coaches can can see that mm. early and and get that message across, uh, especially after a really good performance or, or a poor performance. That's some great insight, Gibber. And someone who's very pragmatic after games, always, even if he's uh, coming across a little bit prickly, is Chris Scott. And uh, he spoke last night after Geelong's loss to Collingwood. Yeah. So just again, I'm I'm relaying this. I've got an opinion that I'm going to keep to myself, but the issue is that there are differences on the ground now. Some bits that are really firm um, and you can keep your feet and other bits that are really soft and you can't keep your feet. Um, and I guess, like, the point that is raised, you know, and again, it's not a criticism, it's not my area, but it's been a long time since the grand final. It's the biggest game in the land and it's the best ground in the world, in my view. Um, so to compromise the surface is a strange decision to make voluntarily. Like if stuff happens and, you know, the weather's beyond your control, fair enough. But it was a an own goal, I reckon. That's so funny because he kept going, look, I know, I'm not going to give my opinion. I'm going to keep my opinion to myself. But my opinion is that was awful, that they had differing... Uh, hardness of the grass because obviously the Ed Sheeran Ed Sheeran's been touring and he's been more important than football over the summer. He's <laughs> so been rooting all the grounds up across <laughs> the uh, the the countryside. I think um, he's been doing more than the grounds. And the but... <laughs> uh, or the Adelaide Oval has obviously been in question as yeah. well this yeah, week, yeah. leading into to round one as well. But I mean. I, when you lose a, a couple of your star players to yes. innocuous. Injuries. Incidences that happen with no contact around them. I mean, mm. Tom Stewart goes off early with a leg injury in the game. We know all know how important Tom Stewart is yeah. to, to that side. And, and they, they find themselves 20 points up during the game. If they've got him, do they end up losing that game? Maybe, maybe not. Mm. Uh, obviously, De Koning as well, just back backpedalling and then just... Looks like he was shot from a sniper rifle <laughs> yeah. up in the stands. Like, and you do, you do have to ask the question. I mean, it, absolutely. Uh, without being out on the GM walking and, and feeling the surface myself, I mean, you, you compare it even to the night before on Thursday night. We didn't have any issues. We didn't have any players go down um, randomly or, or have any issues with the surface yet. Yep. We see uh, a couple of incidents last night. So, um, I mean, Chris Scott has every right to, to question that. I mean, when it happens to your players, you, you want to stick up for your players and, and when it's happening to your, especially your stars, uh, it probably hurts a little bit more so as well. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the fallout from that and, and if the AFL make comment, but they were pretty adamant that the ground was cherry ripe and there was, there was no issues with the surface. Mm. Uh, and it will be interesting to see how the Adelaide Ovals come up this afternoon when uh, the Port Brisbane game kicks off at about four o'clock. Absolutely, and it's going to be a fantastic call from the SEN call team down there for Port and Brisbane. Um, the awful... Game uh, of lights. <laughs> God. 
<laughs> the awful part of uh, last night's game was, of course, the injuries with Jeremy Howe as well. That was quite sickening. Um, we heard from Craig McRae, uh, particularly about the third quarter last night. Here's what he had to say. What did you say to the guys at three-quarter time? Craig? Oh, look, I just... It was an interesting part of the game, that third yeah. quarter, because I felt we we had control of the game. All the numbers would suggest that, but you know, they just kept getting goals, you know, and kicking straight and opportunities through sort of, you know, varying ways to score, but we, we just had to hang in there. And um, I felt that if you look at the trend of the game that we tended to run better within the quarters. And um, I just know we've done a lot of work. You know, we're um, credit to Jared Wade, our fitness head of high performance, our fitness team, we've done an enormous amount of work. So I knew we had to run in our legs. Yeah, we just had to get to work. Yes, Tommy, the, the come-from-behind pies have done it again, God. and we might uh, deep dive into that game after we have a break here. But we're here this morning at Harbour Town down the southern end, so if you're shopping this morning, come down and say day. We're here for Audi Solitaire. The Audi Q5 is regarded for its popularity as a mid-sized luxury SUV. Visit audisolitaire.com.au, and for City Discount Tyres, City Discount Tyres SUV tyre deal on now, Tommy.